0: only make that our song, but we make it a prayer. There is no one like you. There is no one above you. Lord, you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You're the lily of the valley, Lord. You're the fairest of 10,000. We worship you this morning. I pray, Father, now that you would speak to us through your word, that you would change our hearts, start with mine. We don't want to leave you the same way we got here, so make us more like you. Your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I apologize ahead of time if I'm a little hard to understand, I've been, your boy's been sick for like a month, and I'm sick of being sick, you know what I mean? My amazing daughter, didn't she do a good job at the online service last week? She brought me one of these medicine ball drinks from Starbucks, I don't know if they help, but I'm telling myself they do, so, and I've also got a bunch of medication in me, so if I say anything crazy, uh, so this might be my day, you know what I mean, like, let's go. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get going, tomorrow night we kick off the Mosaic School of Ministry. And if you're, yep, I'm really excited about that, something we've been working on. Uh, we're going to be training uh, pastors and ministers to be resources to other churches in our community. And really excited about it and, and um, also selfishly uh, staffing some of the things that we have here. So it's, it's, it's definitely a God thing coming together. And we had our, the professor that's going to be leading the teaching of that in our 930 service. Very excited about it. But if you're here and you're like, man, I've been thinking about that. I've been on the bubble, been on the fence. I'm not sure. It's not too late. So go to the info cart or the uh, welcome center after service. Talk to them and we kick off tomorrow night. So we're starting a new series today called Changing and we're talking about and looking at how Jesus changes everything and how he continually is changing us to be more like him. But before we get into that, uh, let me tell you about our legacy offering. So every year The last uh, week of the year, we take that offering, which is usually the largest offering of the year, and we give it away 100%. And it's an act of faith as a church for us to do that, but we believe that you cannot give God. God is generous, and so we are a generous church, and and Mosaic lives to give. And so uh, last year, not not a week ago, but last year, we set a record with our legacy offering. It was uh, 46,684 dollars which was amazing. And I got to be honest. I was like, "There's no way we can top that." Like, I just in my mind, I was thinking, because uh, just on a weekly basis, between all of the services here, the average giving is about fifteen thousand a week. Just so so you know. And some of you are like, "That's a lot of money. You should see our bills." Anyway, so um, and so this is about three times what normally comes in. So it's a huge. And so I thought, and and as soon as I said that, I felt God laugh. You know what I mean? And so last week, our legacy offering was $54,003.24. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me share with you one thing, just one of the many things we're going to do with it. This is something we've already got planned out. So these are some of the kids from the orphanage that we support in Chihuahua, Mexico. And they actually have three facilities at this orphanage. One of them is what you would think of as a traditional orphanage. There's little boys and little girls that live there. And then they also have the teenage girls that live there. And there are, I've met several kids uh, and teenagers and even young adults that grew up their whole lives there. They don't know any other world but living and growing up there. And so they're doing an incredible job there. Uh, but, but when a, so they, so they have little boys, little girls, and teenage girls. But when a little boy becomes a teenager, they move them to a different facility. For reasons you can probably imagine, right? We don't want to be making more orphans. With the, you, you get okay, so uh, <laughs> so they move them to this place. It's about two or three blocks away. It's a boys' facility. This is it. And uh, last year, the legacy with the legacy offering, one one of the things we asked them is, "What do you need?" And they said, "We really badly need a new bathroom facility for the boys." And so last year, because of the legacy offering. We built them a beautiful bathroom facility with showers, and it's a great place. Thank you so much. They love kind of ceremony and pageantry there, and so they asked us if we would do a ribbon cutting. This is the ribbon cutting. notice my scissors didn't work? They gave me the bad scissors. So part of the legacy offering, we're going to buy them new scissors. I'm just just kidding. Uh, We also took about 75 of the kids that were there, we took them to an ice cream shop and bought them whatever they wanted. And you could imagine how bananas that was. All right, It was crazy. But there was this one little guy. Look at his ice cream. You see how big that is? Look at how big his stomach is. Like, he's only about four years old. He ate that whole thing. But what I really love about that picture is he's wearing vans that someone from this church bought him last year. Thank you. So I asked the pastor, what do you need next? What, what can we do? And he showed me this empty lot that they have there at their facility. Um, on the far right of that picture is the barbershop that we built a couple years ago. So they're training kids. As, so as they grow up in the, in the orphanage, they're teaching them uh, life skills, and one of them is barbering, and so that's the barbershop. They wanted to cut my hair, but obviously that, you know, <laughs> I do my own. Uh, but this dirt lot, he said, if we could get um, some concrete poured there, and we could do a big concrete slab that would wrap around the building, we could set up some basketball hoops and some soccer nets and that kind of thing. Give the boys something to do during the day. I said, we are all over that. And so in July, we'll be taking a team, mostly men, to go and pour this concrete. I got to tell you, it's going to be hot. And your boy melts in the heat. But we're going to go. So if you'd like to, I'll, I'll, there will be information coming out. More about that uh, in the next few weeks, as soon as we get the date nailed down. He's also going to have a couple hundred pastors come and gather. And he's going to have me teach them some of the lessons that we've learned here. What we are doing here, God is using to share and extend. We are changing the world, guys. Thank you so much. So since it's the first service of our new year, uh, we're going to look at, I want to talk about how God changes us. And one of the primary uh, vehicles that he uses to change us is prayer. So we're going to talk about prayer today. If you're Uh, visiting with us for the first time, Um, everybody prays, everybody. So even if you're here and you're like, I don't know about all this God stuff and Jesus stuff, I don't know if I believe in any of this, that's okay. I'm glad you're here. But I'll bet I can guess one of the last times you prayed. You were driving, you were speeding, and you saw a cop. (laughs) And first it's a prayer of repentance. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I'm going to leave earlier next time, please. And then you said, I need a miracle. Make him blind. Not, not forever, just for a second, God. And, and some, sometimes the way we pray is kind of funny. Sometimes it's not funny uh, when someone you love is sick, when you go for a physical and the doctor finds something bad, when, when you get bad news at work. Uh, there are people around us. Everybody prays. Even the most hardcore, committed, hardline atheists around us, when we're about to get in a car accident, even that person, what do they yell out? They yell, oh my God, of all the things we could say, why do we say that? Isn't that interesting? We we don't yell out, oh my Neil deGrasse, oh my science, oh my evolution, oh my Stephen Hawking, oh my universal secret field of energy. We don't say that, do we? We say, oh my God, because there's something hardwired in us, this primal place in in our hearts, That's longing to connect to the person who made us. So in that moment of fear and danger, we cry out, oh my God. Even that is a way to pray. In my phone, I use Google Maps. And I know some people are like, oh my God, Waze is so much better. You're old. Okay, whatever. I like Google Maps. But one of the things I like about it is it has that button where you just hit home. And wherever you're at, it will tell you how to get back home. It draws the road to get back home. That's exactly what prayer is. God has designed us with this way that we can communicate directly to the Father. As soon as we pray, it's like a lifeline hardwired in us and it's a direct line home. Now, prayer isn't easy. Sometimes it can be a routine, right? When I was a kid, we had a family prayer. We didn't we weren't part of any church. We didn't go to church or anything like that, but we had a prayer that we would pray before we ate. We would say Um, Dear Lord, thank you for our food and our health. Amen. And so when I would pray, I'd get in trouble because I wanted to eat. So I'd go, Dear Lord, thank you for our food and health. Amen. And I'd get yelled at. My uncles had a cool prayer that I liked. They used to say, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, whoever eats the fastest eats the most. Amen. I kind of like that prayer. Sometimes it's hard to focus when you're praying. Have you ever prayed in a group? Like when I was in Bible college, we used to stand in a circle sometimes and hold hands and pray. And I'm not going to tell you the name of this girl because you might, some people might know her. But whenever I had to hold hands with Destiny, um, <laughs> sorry, Destiny, she would talk with her hands and pray with her hands. So she'd be like, "In the name of Jesus, God." And she just be, so I'm standing there and I'm not praying because I'm just like, I'm like she's going to rip my shoulder out of my socket. I wonder if she still prays like that. Have you ever tried to pray by yourself, like right before you go to bed and you fall asleep? Who's ever fallen asleep when they're trying to pray? Who's honest enough in God's house to admit that not only the pastor, but other people have fallen? Right? It's hard. It can be hard. Or maybe you're thinking, I don't pray enough. This is Billy Graham. He's now gone to be with the Lord. But he used to do these big stadium crusades where he would preach. And he preached live in person to more people than anyone who has ever lived on this planet. He had more than 2.5 million people commit their lives to Christ at his crusades. And they estimate that his lifetime audience on radio, TV, and live was over 2 billion people. 2 billion people he shared the gospel with. Look what he said. He said, my only regret in life is that I didn't study my Bible more. And that I wasn't a man of prayer. Billy Graham wasn't a man of prayer. What about the rest of us? We're in trouble, right? So, so may, maybe more volume is the key. Maybe you need to pray more. If the last time you prayed was when you were packing up your beans and your bottled water during Y2K, you might need to pray more, all right? But, but maybe it's not necessarily praying more, but it's praying more effectively. Look what Jesus' brother James says. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So first he says to confess your sins to each other. So go ahead and turn to the person next to you and tell them the worst thing you ever did. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But he, look what he says. He says, the prayer of a righteous person. And you might be thinking, I'm not a righteous person because you know what you did, right? Right? Let me tell you, none of us are righteous on our own. It's only the sacrifice and blood of Jesus that makes any of us righteous. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, you can be made righteous or holy. And so now, with that knowledge, knowing that you are righteous, when you pray, it is powerful and effective. I like that word, effective. Effective just means It produces the desired result. I like my cars to be effective. When I get in and turn the key, I want it to start. Has anyone ever driven a car that when you turn the key, you didn't know if you were going anywhere or not, right? I used to have a car. The only time it ever went anywhere was when it felt like going someplace. Besides that, it would just lean up against a tree at night and rest. You know what I mean? I like my cars to be effective. I like my debit card to be effective. I like some strong energy coming from that debit card. You know what I mean? Have you ever handed the debit card over and you didn't know if it was going to go or not? You're praying right there. God, please, do your boy a solid here. I, I, my first date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not a good look if she has to pay, you know. So, I, and, But more than even any of that, I want my prayers to be effective. And I want your prayers to be effective because you have friends that need your prayers to be effective. You have family that need your prayers to be effective. And so let's look, we're going to look at the ingredients. What is it that makes an effective prayer, a prayer that actually does something? And we're going to look at the book of Luke, and we're going to look at a story that Jesus told that teaches us how to have effective prayers. And Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so, she, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. So, this story shows us the ingredients of an effective prayer. The first one is pressure. This lady is experiencing some kind of pressure, something bad has happened to her. My girl's been done dirty somehow. And she's feeling the pressure of this injustice. She's feeling the pain of it. And sometimes we feel the pain and pressure of life. It's a diagnosis, a challenge with a teacher or a boss or a coworker. A relationship's falling apart. We have a financial mess, a stressful situation at work. Maybe you have a kid who's struggling. That kind of stress will make us pray. Look at what David says in Psalm 18. He says, from his temple he heard my voice. In other words, when I prayed, God heard it. Isn't that what we want? We want God to hear our prayers, right? In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. My cry came before him into his ears. David cries out in distress, and God hears him. There's not a parent in here that if your kid cried out in pain or distress, you wouldn't drop everything and run to them. Whatever's happening doesn't matter. I got to go. My kid is in trouble. God is the same way. When we pray, when we cry out, especially in distress, God hears us and God comes running to us. Now, today we have uh, baptisms. We're going to baptize some folks at the end of service. And so if you're here and you're getting baptized, go ahead. and I'm going to go ahead and dismiss you. You can head right through that door right there and they're going to get you all set up and get you uh, changed and take care of everything you need so that we can do some baptisms. All right? The second ingredient of an effective prayer is passion. Have you ever been around someone that was just really passionate and loud? And they were so loud, they made you like, I'm nervous. You know what I mean? Like they were so, I had this guy tell me one time, I said, man, are you okay? He goes, I'm not angry. I'm just Italian. I was like, okay. Uh, God God knows how he made you. And so it's it's okay to be passionate when you pray. But look at what this lady's passion conveys to the judge. He says, I'm going to see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Isn't that an interesting statement in the Bible? Like he's thinking, this lady's going to walk up to me, pull a shank out of her sock, and she's going to hit me a few times in the back. You know what I mean? Like, am I making this up? No, this is in the Bible. Maybe she wasn't going to shank him. Maybe she was going to, I don't know, give him one of those from the top ropes. I don't know what she was going to do. But the judge recognized this lady is so passionate. That if he doesn't do what she wants, she's going to come and physically attack him. God is looking for that kind of passion from us. Not that you're going to attack God but, or his messenger. But, but God is looking for us to completely sell out in our prayer. Completely sell out in what we're asking. The third ingredient is persistence. God's encouraging us to keep praying. When, when I first became a Christian, I would hear old... Uh, older Christians say, you need to pray through. And I didn't know what they meant at that time. But but what I, I understand now is keep praying, keep asking. Uh, no, Some people, uh, no matter how my kids are responding, I need to keep praying, no matter how my... Financial situation is getting better or not. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to persist. No matter how my work situation is looking, I'm going to keep praying. Even when someone doesn't seem to be changing. Even when my teacher's still giving me a hard time or my students don't seem to be getting it together. I'm going to keep praying. Have you ever prayed for something and it got worse? You're like, my boss is acting more like the devil. You know what I mean? That's when we keep praying. We persist. This widow, every day, banged on the door. And look what it says. For some time he refused. All the English translations say that a little differently. The message says this went on and on. The King James says for a while. So the point is this went on and on for a while. This lady has been bothering this judge. She wouldn't leave him alone. When he got to work, she was there. When he went to lunch, she was standing by his car. When he would leave for the day, she'd follow him out to his car. Asking for justice when he would, uh, every day he'd get a couple of emails from her. Every day a couple of voicemails from her. Every day a couple of messages with his secretary. She just won't leave him alone. Have you ever had somebody bug you like that? Where they just won't stop. You're like, I get, if you're a mom, you have. It looks like this. Lewis, 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 Lewis. Mom, mom, mom. Mommy 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 mama 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 ma 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 mom 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 mom, mom mommy mommy mama mama mama, mama. what hi <laughs> Now you have an idea of what it was like to be that judge. Every day this lady would show up. Every day this lady. And she's saying, give me justice against my adversary. Now imagine what it was like for the woman. Because she's a widow. We assume she's older, but she might not have been. But she has been waiting for a while for justice. She's been, have you, when's the last time you waited for something important? I'm not talking about like the car in front of you at McDonald's ordered everything on the menu and you're watching. Come on, please. I just want my Big Mac, my large fries, and my Diet Coke. You know what I mean? Did you know the Diet Coke cancels out the fries? That's what I heard. So you're waiting. I'm going to die. I'm, gonna, I'm so hungry. I'm going to faint here. In the, it's not that. I'm talking about this lady's been waiting for a long time. Time Maybe at work you've been waiting for a raise. They, they promised you they do a review every year and you haven't had a review for two years and you're just waiting or a promotion. You're waiting for someone to notice you or your family. You're waiting for one of your family members to finally get it together for your kid to realize how important school is, for your spouse to change, for a family member to grow up. Or maybe you've been praying and waiting for God. And no matter how much you pray or how good you try and be or how many good things you try and do for other people, it just doesn't seem to be happening. This lady has been waiting. But she won't let the guy forget about her. She's persistent. The last ingredient for effective prayer is that it's got to be focused on Jesus. I did That preacher thing, three Ps, pressure, passion, persistence, but I couldn't think of something. And so anyway, so there goes the fourth. This story is not comparing God to to the angry judge. It's a contrast. Jesus is saying, look at how that guy is. Now let me show you how God is. God is a good, loving father, and he'll take care of his children if they don't give up. This lady stayed focused on the one person that could help her. And that's what God is trying to get us to see. He wants us to be focused on Him. He's saying, focus on me every single day. When things are going good, focus on me every single day. When things are going bad, focus on me every single day. Jesus is saying, when when I'm answering your prayers, focus on me every single day. When I seem silent, focus on me every single day. When you feel my presence, focus on me. Every single day, when I feel distant and far off, focus on me every single day. So, how do we do this? How, how, where do I start? How do I? Well, it, it it all comes down to one thing: practice. We're talking about practice. Now, you guys got that? Okay, it's an old it's an old reference. Anyway, we've got to practice. The more you pray, the better you get it. It's just like anything else. The more you do it, so. This week, we're going to have our week of prayer. It starts tonight at 7. Every uh, prayer time is going to be one hour. We're going to get together. Uh, Everybody that comes is going to get one of these. It's a prayer book, and it shows you a bunch of different patterns and ways that you can pray. And so you're going to learn how to pray this week. We're going to, tonight I'm going to walk through the Lord's Prayer and how Jesus taught us how to pray. And when you leave, you'll be better at praying. And then we're gonna, that's basically what we're going to do every day of the week. Saturday morning, we're going to finish it at 9. I want to encourage you. If you can even just make one, maybe two of these, it will make your prayer life better. Because you're going to practice. And you're going to be around other people who are also learning and practicing. But one last thought and then we're going to pray. Prayer prepares us for the fight. I wish I could tell you that when you commit your life to Christ, that everything gets better and your problems go away. But that's that's not true. I wouldn't be doing my job if I told you that because it's not true. Because before you gave your life to Christ, the enemy had you. So why would he mess with you? He's already got you. But once you leave his camp and you start serving Jesus, then he brings everything he can to try and get you back. So maybe our sign outside out front should be give your life to Christ. Your life's going to get harder. But I don't think people would come. You know what I mean? So... But that's that's really the truth. And so when you pray, that gets you ready for the fight that's coming. Let's pray. Father, you know every situation. You know every story. I pray, Lord, that you would help us this week push back past our reluctance and our busyness and our excuses and our whatever. And I pray, Lord, that we would come out at least once or twice this week and that we would pray with the body of Christ. And that as we do that, Lord, You would answer prayers. You would be the God that answers by fire. You would be the God that answers our prayers about finances, about our family. And and more than any of that, that you would draw close to us and we would draw close to you. That we would know that you are here. We trust you and we love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and sing this last chorus with us and then we're going to do some baptisms. And I call your name. Lord, you reply, you bring your kingdom to stand by my side, giver of life, all that I need, Father, you're everything that is precious to me, and I call your name. me, there is no one like you, Lord, in all the earth.
1: So we're going to do baptisms here in just a second. But before we do that, the whole reason that Mosaic exists is to connect people to Jesus and help them grow in their faith. And if that's you this morning and you haven't prayed that very first prayer to invite Christ into your life, we're gonna do that this morning. We're gonna do that right now. So I'm gonna say a very simple prayer and there's nothing special about the words. It's your heart behind it. That's what makes it effective. So I'm gonna ask everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want everybody to repeat after me so nobody feels singled out. Okay, dear Jesus, this morning I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. This morning I pray you'd wash me and make me new. Help me to walk this new walk in your name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time this morning, let me be the first to welcome you to the family of God. You made the best decision you ever could for your life. But you can go ahead and be seated. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'm going to invite you to scan the QR code on the seat backs in front of you um, and click on where it says new believer because we know that that's saying the prayer is just the first step in your walk with Christ. We want to come alongside you we have a gift that we want to send you uh, so we'd love to know that you prayed that for the first time but who's ready for some baptisms yeah now baptisms are one of our favorite things that we do here but i need you guys to help me out okay so when somebody gets baptized this is a new person saying i am dying to my old life and i'm being born again into my new life and so we're not gonna give them a golf clap. We're not gonna, like, this is not a small celebration. This is a big celebration. So we're gonna cheer like the Broncos actually made the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. That's a sore spot, okay? But can you guys, we're gonna practice real quick, okay? On the count of three, give me your best cheer, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Oh. That's what I'm looking for.
2: We have our first baptism. So what is your name? Benjamin. Benjamin, have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Do you want to say something else?
0: Yes. Um, I just want to thank my family for being here for this crazy year. And I know it's been one heck of a year for all of us. Alright. Mm-hmm.
1: your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
2: All right. So, what is your name? Have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes, I have. And would you like to say something? Oh, my God. I had this whole speech. Oh, my God. Um, Just thank you to everybody that has um, shepherded
0: me. Thank you.
1: By your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
2: All right. You're Cynthia's daughter, right? What is your name? Aaliyah, have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Do you want to say something, Aaliyah? Okay. You accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Do you want to say something? No, thank you. Okay.
1: Woo! Oh. i be by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. <laughs>
2: Tell us your name. Tani. Tani. Have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Do you want to say something?
0: Um, Thank you to.
1: of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
2: All right, what is your name? Mateo Leibold. Mateo, have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Do you want to say something? No. Okay. All right, let's give it up for Mateo.
1: Mateo, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
2: your name? Sabrina Gonzalez. Sabrina, have you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart? Forever and always. All right, do you want to say anything additional? Yes, this is for my babies. They deserve the best mom. All right, give it up for Sabrina.
1: Profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. That's what this is all about. God is changing lives here and you guys are all a part of that. So the only announcement that I have for you is week of prayer. Uh, I would love to see you guys tonight at seven o'clock, all this week at seven o'clock. If you can come, we'd love to see you here. It's gonna be a really good time to just connect with Jesus. Um, But as we wrap up this morning, we're gonna continue in that spirit of worship with our giving and and Pastor Angel already said all that I could. This is a generous church. And it's because of all of you. All of you have decided that you're gonna come alongside and partner with us. And we are making an impact, not just in this room, but far across this world. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so generous. So let's pray over oh, this morning's offering. If you are giving this morning, you can see, uh, if you wanna give in person, there's a black box out in the foyer. You can give online at Greeleymosaic.com text any amount to 84321 or give on the church center app, but let's pray. Lord, thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for what you're doing in this room. Thank you for what you're doing through this community. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we give to you this morning with a joyful and a generous heart. And we just say thank you for letting us be your hands and your feet. Thank you for letting us be a part of what you're doing. We pray that you would take this offering, that you would would extend it everywhere Mosaic is active. In your name we pray, amen. Guys, with that, have a great Sunday. We love you. We'll see you next week or tonight.